Everybody shall praise the Lord. Somebody shall hallelujah. Somebody shall glory. Amen. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Welcome to the second annual Forward Youth Conference. Amen. And we want to welcome everybody to the Bible Way Church in Raven. Amen. This is the one God, Apostolic Tongue, Tongue, and Holy Ghost, born again, heaven bound, believing church. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be Apostolic. How about you? Hallelujah to God. Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started with service. Amen. Brother Madison Drew is going to be leading music, but they're running just a little bit late. Amen. So he'll be on directly. So we're going to take care of worship tonight. Amen. Just right fast. Pastor will be leading the service tonight, and he'll most likely make mention once more towards the end of service. Amen. But immediately following the service tonight, my right, your left. No, wait. That. Is that my right? Yeah, that's my right. Amen. It took me a minute. Amen. My right. Praise God. Amen. To my right, your left, up the three steps around the corner. Amen. The immediately following service, we're going to feed everybody, take care of you. Amen. We're going to have a Holy Ghost party in here. And then afterwards, we're going to have a Holy Ghost pizza party. How's that sound? Amen. Praise God. Amen. And we do have tables and everything set up outside. Amen. The weather's supposed to be nice, so it's going to be very nice out there tonight. So don't hesitate to leave at your service. Don't rush to get to a restaurant because there's like so many of them around here. Amen. Praise God. So. Make, and it's all free, so we want to, as a token of our appreciation for each and every one of you coming, amen, let it be our blessing tonight. And you don't want to miss tomorrow morning at 11, Brother Narlog will be preaching for us. Amen, we're excited for that, amen. And then after service, after service, you really don't want to miss this. We're going to have a good God Almighty Southern Home Cooking Potluck. We're going to have steak tips. We're going to have chicken tenders. We're going to have ham. We're going to have pork loin. We're going to have mac salad, pasta salad, mac and cheese, green beans, mashed potatoes, you name it. We'll most likely have it. Amen. And it's all free. Amen. So make sure to not rush out to service tomorrow morning. All right? Praise God. So let's stand to our feet tonight. Amen. And we're going to go. And before we get started, step out your aisle. Go to 20 people. High five. Shake a hand. Hug a neck. And tell them it's Holy Ghost party time. to have some church tonight. Hallelujah, let's give the Lord some praise. 
Amen. We come to looking for a good time in yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glad to have the minister, but Brother Billy, go be to pre minister tonight. Amen. And thank you, Lord, like uh, tomorrow. Amen. But Jesus is going to be in the midst. Amen. Praise God. We're just going to pray tonight. We want to remember, brother, well, pastor on the street passed away, pastor ch uh, church, 35 years in Honecker. So we want to remember the street family tonight and hold them up in prayer. Amen. Praise God. We don't know the day, don't know the hour. But every one of you I look at, you're going to die. You're going to die. If the rapture don't take place, we'll go by the way of the grave. Yes, sir. If the rapture takes place, we'll go up, but the flesh is still going to die. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm in the apostolic building tonight with a bunch of people. We got people here from I don't know how many different countries. I'm going to let my grandson, Bro Austin, come and announce everybody here directly. Amen. He knows them. I don't. I just know him by the Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we want to pray. And Brother Austin is here with us tonight. And he always does a prayer for Sister Lindsay and Baylor. Amen. I tell you, they're looking good. Amen. And I'm going to ask Brother Austin to pray for this family and all the requests that I've got. I'm not going to take time to call all the requests off. But we're going to pray for one and for all. But I will ask you that. Raise your hand if you need prayer tonight. Amen. Praise God. We're going to remember you tonight. And Brother Austin, would you pray tonight? Come on, let's all stand and pray together. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. God, we come expecting. Jesus, we come anticipating. Lord, a visitation of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we want the fire to fall. We want the wind to blow. We want the glory of the Lord to fill this place. God, you've got a purpose. You've got a plan for each and every individual that's here tonight. Lord, and we pray your kingdom come. Your will be done in this house as it is in heaven. I pray that everybody goes home with something that they didn't come with. I pray, Lord, that they leave better. I pray that they leave changed. I pray that they leave encouraged. I pray that they leave transformed in the body, mind, and spirit. Lord, there's no telling what you can do in this house. So, Lord, we look up to you that is able to heal every sickness and every disease. Comfort every broken heart. Give strength to every weak one. God, we believe you for the miraculous tonight. Lord, let your anointing rest upon the rest of this service. And God, anoint our brother Billy Chapman like he's never been anointed before. Let the word find good ground. Let it take root and grow and bring forth fruit. And Jesus will never fail to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.
We're going to uh, sing one more song. We're going to lift the offering. Amen. And we want to help our brother tonight. So God will bless you that have it to give. And you that don't. And we're going to sing another song. Amen. But we'll ask Brother Seth, amen, to pray for over the offering yes, tonight. Sir. Would you bow your head? Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. We thank you for meeting us in this place tonight. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless the sovereign. You see them that have a Lord. Now you will bless and multiply, Lord. God, you see each and every one that's gathered here, Lord, that your perfect will will be done this weekend. We love you, we praise you, we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you tonight. We sang another song. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. How many know too, but God can do such things as these? Amen. There's nobody that can do it but Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that nothing is impossible. With all things, it's possible with God. How many believe that tonight? Amen, amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord for a few more minutes. Hallelujah. Well, tell me who but God can do such things as this.
I tried him for my Savior. I died him for my deliverance. He never failed me along the way. Honey, we failed him a mile away, but he'll never fail you. Give him a great big hand clap tonight. Hallelujah. Woo, great. I believe at this time I'm just going to ask Brother Austin to come and greet the people tonight and recognize all the ministers and the preachers. Amen. You're welcome. I don't know you by name. I know you by the Spirit, but my grandson knows you by name. <laughs> I give Brother Austin a great big hand clap. Amen. Will anybody happy to be apostolic? Well, I'm thankful there's 25 of you. How about the rest of you? Anybody happy to be apostolic? There's nothing like being baptized in the name of Jesus. There's nothing like receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you are part of the people of God that's been called out, brought out, not just to be called out, but to be brought in, out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Well, somebody just ought to give him a hand clap of praise. You ought to give him a shout. Come on, you spent time, you spent money to come to church tonight. You might as well have church while you're here. Some of you ought to make the devil nervous and just wave your hands and say, Devil, I come to do war in the Holy Ghost. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. I would like all the ministry to stand except for our speakers. They get their own personal introduction. <laughs> but all the rest of the ministry, would you be kind enough to stand? We want to give honor to the ministry. Thank you so much for coming. Where was them? one, one of them two ugly boys in the back? Run up here. Don't y'all get in a fist fight over which one's the ugly one. <laughs> Praise God. Just pass this mic. I want you to introduce yourself and tell where you're from. Amen. Bill Chapman from Rutherford County, North Carolina. Pastor Randy Schatz of Portsmouth, Ohio. Colby Fedrick, Sebastopol, Mississippi. Sam Heflin from Princeton Apostolic Church. Kenneth Boster from Gastonia by way of Clover, South Carolina. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for being here. Jason McClure from Bluefield Apostolic Church. Pastor Carter from Bluefield Apostolic. Amen. Run, boy, you ain't old enough yet. Mike Mellons, Keysport, Tennessee. Praise you. Amen. Let's give the ministry a great big hand clap. Come on, we love preachers around here. You can't be saved without a preacher. I said you can't be saved without a preacher. Amen, amen. Amen. One, uh, I want to introduce our speaker for tonight, Pastor Billy Chapman from Gastonia, North Carolina. 
is a mighty man of God. He's a man that is sensitive to the Holy Ghost. He knows the voice of God. What I love about Pastor Chapman is he... Now, I'm in Raven now. So just let me put it in Raven terms. He's a Holy Ghost bulldog. He knows how to sick it to the devil. And us Raven folk, we, we like sicking it to the devil around here. This will be the first time that he's preached, but he's no stranger to Pentecost all over the nation. He actually just came back from Africa. He went over there and ate some good Ethiopian food. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, but God's doing a mighty work through this man's ministry. And I want to be connected to people that God's using. I want to be connected to what God's doing in this last day. Folks, we do not have time to play church. We do not have time to fiddle around and point fingers and play the blame game and do all sorts of craziness. we got souls to reach. People are lost. They're going to hell. And the man's coming to this pulpit who is a soul winner. And we want him to come and preach to what the Holy Ghost has put on his heart. Let's give the man of God a great big hand clap as he comes. Let's give it to the Lord right now. He's worthy of it. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. You may be seated for a moment. It is an honor to be here tonight. Amen. And it's good to be in church anytime that we can amongst God's people. And uh, But I give honor to this local church and uh, to... Uh, Pastor Burke, where'd he go? There he is. Elder, we love you so very much. I love your fire. Don't ever let it go out. Amen. Appreciate him. Austin Burke, we love him tremendously and his family. And uh, Brother Seth Burke, love you so very much. I believe in you guys. I believe in you. God has his hand on your life. He's got great plans. God is good. It's good to see my father here and uh, love him so very much and appreciate him. Amen. And if, if, if I was the bulldog, he's the bull. And, uh, and uh, he's definitely gave us a love for truth and for the kingdom of God. And uh, he loves the kingdom of God. Anything that I am, kingdom-minded, whatever it be, is because of that man right there. And I appreciate him very much. Love you. Love you. Amen. It's good to see a lot of other good friends, ministers. Love you. I won't call all the names. Around Narlock, you're a dear friend to me. and Love you so much. Believe in you. Brother Boster, out of my church, love him. Believe in him. I brag about Brother and Sister Boster about everywhere I go. They are soul winners. They are soul winners. And I said, I... I wish I had about 20 of them in my church. And uh, we had a new visitor in church the other night. I think it was last Sunday night. The Holy Ghost was moving and the kids were running the aisles. And all of a sudden, here come Brother Boster. 
He's running those aisles. Wasn't quite as fast as those kids, but he's giving all he had. And that visitor yet later said to me, you know, I, I expected the kids to come, but it blessed me to see the elder run the aisles. I don't want to ever lose my love for the truth and for the for Holy Ghost move of God. Amen. So appreciate these elders all across this house. And uh, definitely give honor to my sweetheart, my bride, and I love her so much. Glad she could be with me on this trip. Amen. And three of my children, Charlotte and Sophia back there with Mama, good worshipers. They love church. And Brother Bo up here, who's a miniature of his pawpaw. Yeah. And uh, he loves church. God help us all. Amen. He's a minister of pawpaw. So we're not sure what's going to happen, but we are going to have fun either way. Uh, I'm glad God is here. Yeah. I'm glad God is here. Amen. I want God to have his way tonight. How about you? I don't know everybody here, but I know God loves you. I know God cares about you. He wants to minister to you. He wants to help you. How many want to just receive from the Word of God tonight? Amen. Why don't we stand? Let's turn in our Bibles to, to Genesis chapter 20. Amen. And, and uh, I really just want to bless you tonight, help you in some way, encourage you in your walk with God. But we need encouragement this day, don't we? Yes. The devil's he's fighting his best. But you know what I believe? It's always at the heat of the battle when he's the most afraid. He starts rearing up. I believe the devil's scared of what God is doing in this hour. There's great revival for God's people. There's great revival for the church. This is not a day for us just to hunker down and sit back and say, well, we're just going to hold on to what we got. and just No, no, no. Today's the day of revival. Today's the day of revival. And I believe that. Amen. Genesis chapter 20. Amen. Genesis chapter 20. And um, verse number 1. Through verse number 11. Quite honestly, I had a whole list of sermons I was praying over, seeking direction on. And uh, it wasn't until I sat behind this pulpit that I felt clearly what God wanted me to speak on tonight. And uh, I don't always like it that way. I'd rather God tell me like weeks in advance. But he tends to want to keep me on my toes. But I do want to help someone tonight. Genesis 20 verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country. And dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned to Gerar. You got to understand, Abraham was traveling back to a place he was familiar with. Gerar was in very close proximity to Sodom and Gomorrah. There was memories there I'm sure Abraham did not want to revisit. Here he was traveling and Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. It's a scary thing when God starts talking trash. God says, you're a dead man. I'm coming after you. And I don't, I don't see God as one to, to threaten, but he was giving some threats here. He was giving some threats. I'm coming after you. You're but a dead man.
man, for the woman which thou hast taken for is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. He said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst it in the integrity of that heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. He said, I'm the one that kept you from touching her. But God gave a threat. You're going to be a dead man. He said, Lord. He said to him, Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet. And he shall pray for thee, thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, and all that are thine. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their ears. And the men were sore afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee? How have I offended thee? That thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin. Thou hast done deeds unto me. Thou art not to be done. Verse 10, Abimelech said to him, Abraham, what sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? What sawest thou? What made you do this? What made you lie to me? What made you tell me your wife was your sister? What sawest thou? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. I don't know why he thought that. I personally believe it was a fear because he'd been in that area before. He saw the sexual sins. He saw how far they were. And because he thought, this must be like Sodom and Gomorrah, he labeled everything else as he thought from the past. I want to preach to you tonight a very simple message. Because I thought. Because I thought. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We praise you. We love and appreciate you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to just minister to us tonight. Not my will, but your will be done, God. Have your way in this place today. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. And we give you the glory tonight. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because I thought... Because I thought. It was after World War II that many many hobos, as they were called, were known to jump trains. Maybe you heard of the jumping the trains, hitting the line. And there was one particular one. It was coming summertime. He had spent winter in Florida. And he decided, I'm jumping a train and heading north. I don't want to be in the summer in Florida. I'll go north. And so here come a train, and there was a door partially open, Elder. And he chased that train down and jumped up and threw his bag in that cart, jumped in that cart and shut the door. But when it shut, it locked. He said, oh, well, it'll open up soon enough. He sat back and leaned up against the some crates of boxes and began to smell and he smelled what smelled like bananas and so he lit a match to see what 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 it was that he was smelling and when he lit the match and it flared up hanging right in front of his face 
was a tarantula. Spider. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't particularly like snakes, but I really can't stand spiders. I'm going to tell you, I, I just don't like them. I can handle, you know, somebody says, well, I don't like snakes. Well, if a snake is on me, I'm going to know it. But then if a spider gets on you, brother Seth, you may not even know it's there until somebody's pointing at you and looking at you like, what's the problem? There's just a spider. Then you start doing the Holy Ghost jig. I know every single one of us has turned into ninjas somewhere in these hills. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Walking through the woods and all of a sudden you run into that spider web. Yeah. Well, that hobo sitting in that train car, he lit that match and there was that spider looking straight at him hanging. Boxes of bananas everywhere. And man, he jumped and yelled and when he did, he threw his matches. And they fell on the floor and began to fall down through the cracks. And it was pitch black. Couldn't see his hand in front of his face. He couldn't find another match. And he reached over here trying to find a match. And his hand fell on another spider. He jumped back and then he felt something brushed by his neck. And he screamed. Then he felt something up his pant leg. So he started fighting it. He was covered in spiders. For 10 hours, he screamed and shrunk away in fetal position, just trying to hold on. When they finally came to a place where someone could hear a whimpering from inside that particular car, they opened it up and he fell out and he was blubbering words. Spider! Harry! Big! Thousands! That's all he could get out. And they passed out. So they kind of jumped back and thought, my God, this thing's full of spiders. And they opened up that train car and went in there and started emptying it out. And when they had emptied it all out, all they found was one dead tarantula. <laughs> Probably had stomped it out in that first little second of burst of energy. But you know, so many times, we're not much more different than that man right there. Right, right. Our thoughts run away from us. Our imagination runs away from us. Come on, and we begin to we begin to think the worst. We begin to think that well, everything's gonna fall apart and everything's gonna be bad. And well, you know, I know what it was like last time I came by this way, and I know what it was like last time we saw this happen. Oh, come on, somebody! I want to help you today. We gotta bring it to captivity. Our thoughts. Amen. I believe the very impediments or the very reason why so many of us don't see revival is because we get stuck in a train of thought. We see one little demonic spirit rise up and the next thing we know, we think there's demons everywhere. Uh-huh. I used to install alarms in my late teens, early 20s. And I would go to these houses and have to crawl under those houses to run electrical wiring to install cameras or alarm systems. Went to this one lady's house and you know what? Ignorance is bliss. The less I know, sometimes the better off I am. Right. That's right. Come on. Yeah. And uh, 
I'm going to tell you something. Leave that new convert alone. Let them figure out some things on their own. Hallelujah. Stop giving the devil. The devil's going to fight you. You're going to have a hard time. He may, but my goodness. She looked at me and she said, I just want you to know. And we got black widows under that house. She said, black widows. But I said, well, that's not cool. She said, I have an infestation. Why didn't I call in sick today? I get my flashlight and I'm running and come time for me to crawl under that house I'm nervous and I'm crawling under that house and I'm looking and I'm looking in the rafters all I see is cobwebs everywhere I look I think I see a spider and I finally get all my stuff done no spiders and I carried me a hammer while I was under that house just in case that's the only weapon I could find but I, but I was going to go to pounding I'll tell you right now and uh I came out from under that house and I thought, okay, I had the hammer in my right hand. And about that time, I saw something right across my chest and my peripheral. I took that hammer and I went to beating myself. What? 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 I finally looked down and it was a leaf. Then I looked around to see if anybody was watching. Because, you know, we did live in a city where the state mental hospital was. They might have thought I was an escapee. But you see, fear and my thoughts, my thoughts. I'm preaching to someone. I'm trying to help you tonight. My thoughts begin to dictate things into my mind. And it caused me to do things I would not have normally done. It caused me to hurt. Come on. Sometimes it's not ourselves that we hurt. Sometimes we hurt people that we love because we don't understand what God's doing and we don't and so we're just afraid well this is what happened before this is what no 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 you gotta be careful because we, no, I feel the Holy Ghost right now amen 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 I'm reminded of the scripture amen Isaiah 50, 43 it speaks of it God says I want to do a new thing I want to do a new thing you see, we're so afraid of the new thing because we're still dreaming about Sodom and Gomorrah. We're still having nightmares of what happened the last time we felt this. You see, the devil knows how to stop revival. He just takes you near what hurt you the last time you were there. He just tries to remind you, well, this is what happened the last time that was. Uh, you got to remember God's got something for you in spite of what happened before. He says, I want to do a new thing. He says, remember not the things of old. Remember not the old things. Consider not the old things. What's remembering? Consider. Remember and consider. He said, stop building memorials to what happened before. You know, some places can't have revival because they're living off a revival that happened 70 years ago. It's not always bad memories that keep us from going forward. Sometimes it's good memories. We're remembering the things of old. Oh, you know, when, when, well, 40 years ago. I don't live 40 years ago. Come on, that drug addict don't live 40 years ago. That suicidal teenager ain't living 40 years ago. God wants to do a revival today. Amen. I'm not saying don't celebrate the past, but too many times we live in the past. All we want to talk about, I go to churches and all they want to talk about, well, you know what? The reason why we got this is because something that happened 40 years ago. And God's want to do a miracle today, but we're stuck in the past. Right. This is neither consider the things of old. What's considered? That's a measure. 
You see, we tend to pull out the measuring tape of what God wants to do today based upon what he did yesterday. Come on, I'm telling you, the church is hindering what God wants to do because we're measuring by what he's already done. And he says, I want to do something greater. I want to make ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert place. I want to do something you've never seen before. I believe that. Yes, sir. I was with an elder just recently. He was riding through our town. If you ride through Gastonia, especially the part of Gastonia that we're in, the west part, it's the rough side. It's the rough side. Empty buildings, factories, people walking the streets, homeless, trailer parks, ghettos. And old Bishop Goder sitting in the car, he said, now this. middle of the gates of hell. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. He said, an elder, he said, he said, these guys looking to put their churches in some kind of fancy neighborhood and get us on the right side of the track. They're getting us all wrong. God wants to do it in a wilderness place. God wants to do it in a desert place. God wants, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me tell someone of you pastors, don't get worried about location. Location, location, location. That's the, that's the three things you need to worry about when it comes to real estate. Location, location, location. Right, oh, we got to have the best location. I come to tell you that the revival that God's bringing to this generation, he's going to do it in places like Sebastian Bowl in the middle of nowhere. He's going to do it six miles south of Morganton where nobody else goes unless they mean to. Come on. He's going to do it in Raven, Virginia. He's going to do it in Rutherfordton, North Carolina. He's going to find, he's, I feel, he's going to do it in Bluefield. Come on. Well, well, that's not a big church, Brother Chad. I'm telling you, God's looking for revival. Don't you got to get past what you think makes revival. You got to get past what you think. It's our thoughts that stop a move of God. Because I thought we had to have the biggest building. You may have the biggest building, but that's not how it starts. Well, because I thought we need to have 10 vans. You may get 10 vans, but don't get ahead. Don't get the horse behind the cart. Amen. Because I thought. Because I thought. Mm. I feel the Holy Ghost today because I thought 
Because I thought, you know, I'm trying to hurry along here. We get caught in this thing about location. Pastors, hear me. I heard a, uh, an engineer come to me one day. He said, he said, Pastor Chapman, I'll tell you something. He's built over 450 churches across North Carolina. And he said, churches are not locations. So what do you mean? He said, true churches are destinations. Huh. He said, a church should not worry about their location. Because wherever they build, if they're a good church, people are going to come. I said, people are going to come. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, I'll give you an example. McDonald's is a location business. They're in the real estate of buying locations. But Walmart don't care. When Walmart comes into town, they don't care. They're going to go find the best deal. And they may go on the back side of town and buy an old factory that's been closed down for 10 years and plow it down and build a Walmart there. Because they know wherever they build, people are going to come. And wherever they build, McDonald's is going to come. And wherever they build, the value of life is going to rise. I'm going to tell you something. There's a greater gift to a city than a Walmart. There's a greater gift to a city than a ball team. And that's an apostolic church. Don't worry about your location. You just worry about, you know what, let's have church. Let's have a move of God. And we bring the value up where we're at. My God, they'll want to build a McDonald's beside your church. My, 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 my. But we need to be by a highway. You have church to the point they want to build a highway just so people can get to your church. Praise God. Well, because I thought this is what everybody says. This is how they say it's supposed to happen. We got to get beyond our thoughts. This is what happened to Abraham. He, his thoughts caused him to lie. His thoughts caused him to put a whole city, a whole kingdom in jeopardy. God help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. An entire city was put in jeopardy because the man of God thought, you know, I'm the last time I was by here. You know, we're in the proximity of Son and Gomorrah. You know, these people are sensual and sexual. And I guess everybody's like that. You, you got to be careful that you don't look at every visitor coming in and base upon something that happened before. It's not fair to a family to walk into church and have to be labeled by hurts that happened to you before. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody. You can't live in revival or have revival if you're still living in the hurts of last year or the hurts of last month. you got to get beyond that. God wants to send souls to your church. God wants to send revival to your church. Hallelujah. 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 Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou would keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I've gone all, I've, I've destroyed the notes. I don't even know where I'm at. It's all right. God's good. God's good. I just want to give you, I don't care about notes. I just want to give you a message. As I stepped up here, God said it's their thoughts that are keeping them. And it's their thoughts that are going to hurt them. But if they can bring their thoughts into captivity. Come on. Come on. That's what we're going to do on a Friday night. We're going to cast down every imagination. Imagination. Come on. God knew that the human mind has a way of imagining things. I imagine that leaf was a spider. Fear entered in. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. It appeared real in my mind. And I got bad bruises for a while to show it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I gotta bring down that imagination. 
I got to bring in captivity those thoughts. Yes. Amen. That's why we're here on a Friday night of a youth service. But I believe we're all needing to get this. I believe there's some moms and dads tonight. The devil's trying to hold past things that happen against you. To imprison you from the revival that God has for you. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't understand, Brother Chapman. This person left or that person left. And, you know, and this took place and that took place. Just recently I was in the church preaching. And I won't say names. I don't know if you know them. It don't matter. But it, that church was a spawn off of another church that had gone through some conflict. And they were about 25 minutes away from the main church. And here's another church that had popped up. And there was several years of pain and confusion and hurt. And there was even animosity, if you would. And then, then you had a new pastor coming to the main church. And they got this pastor down at the other church. And the Holy Ghost began to move. And when I was there, I, I didn't see anything. I, unless they told me the story, I would not have known the story. You know what I saw? I saw two powerful churches. I saw two powerful churches. That, and the, both pastors go fishing together, hunting together. They fellowship together because they got beyond their thoughts. They got beyond their feelings. They got beyond, well, you know what? This is what happened last time. It don't matter what happened last time. God can restore. God can mend. And sometimes... The Holy Ghost in this. I hated this. I tell you what, I hated this scripture. I didn't like it when I read it. You can be seated. It says, You've bared much fruit. You have bared fruit. <laughs> you have bared fruit. But now I must purge you so you can what? Bear much fruit. I've been there. I've pastored when we're having great moves of God and people getting the Holy Ghost and we're breaking all kinds of records and all of a sudden God says, you bear fruit! I'm like, oh God, don't say that. Because that purging don't always feel good. Can I get a witness? That purging doesn't always feel good, but we got to make sure we don't get a wrong spirit during the time of purging. We don't get a wrong spirit during the time of pruning. Because not all pruning is bad. Some of it's bad. Some of it's been transplanted. Some of it's been grafted in. I was part of a pruning I never thought I'd be a part of just over a little over a year and a half ago where God cut me out. I was the pastor. Huh? Transplant me to another city. Come on, Holy Ghost. You know, I had people call me. Brother Chad, I literally, I'm just going to be sharing. Had, had a pastor's wife call me and her husband. We just want to know, what did you do? I said, excuse me? You, don't, you just need to be honest. What sin did you commit that you resigned that church? Excuse me? Well, you know, it just doesn't. The will of God very seldom makes sense. Matter of fact, the will of God many times borders on the absurdity. It don't make sense at all. And if you're going to base everything, but I'm sure something happened before. They're basing their ideas off something that happened before. And every situation, they're going to, you know, become. Why are you saying that? Because I thought. You know what? You need to stop thinking sometimes and just let God move and just let God do what he's doing and say, Lord, I don't understand, but I'm going to release myself. I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to trust you. Somebody say amen. 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 
Is it all right if I use my wife tonight to play? Since Chapman here in a few minutes, I'll tell you when. Because I want this church, I want Seth to be a part of altar tonight. I want to bless him. I want to help him. Somebody say, praise the Lord. But because I thought. Because I thought. Because I thought. What have you seen? What made you do this, Abraham? Well, because I thought. Because I thought. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Can we lift our hands to the Lord? Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The Bible says that God's ways are not our ways. Let's check. Go and come. I, I feel God bringing this to a close. I got more notes than I could go. I didn't come to impress you with or tour skills. I want to minister to you tonight. God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I found out to be true many times. God's ways are not my ways. God's ways are not man's ways. You know, the way we work, Brother Seth, is show me, I'll trust you. That's not wrong. It's how we work. When I'm traveling, I thank God for technology. I can look up reviews. Pictures lie. Huh? And I'll go stay at a hotel, look up reviews and say, bed bugs, 27 dead roaches. Next. I don't trust it. You got you to have good reviews. If I need brain surgery, Brother Drew, and I ain't going down to the plumber. Come on. I'm going to go to the brain surgery center, and I still ain't going to be real satisfied. Because if Dr. Doolittle walks in and he looks like he's 18 years old, I got a problem. Or if the old man walks in, can't little see straight, you know, how many times you done this? Successfully. Show me and I'll trust you. Show me. That's not how God works. No, no, you don't work. God's ways are not our ways. He says, trust me. Then I'll show you. I believe some of you are about to come to places or are in places where God's just waiting for you to trust him. He wants to do it. He wants to do a miracle. He wants to work something out in your life. But he's saying, until you trust me, I ain't going to show you what I'm doing. Well, God, I just want to say, God, I, I just want to know. God, I just want to, could you just show me every detail of what I'm going to be doing in 10 years and how it's all going to work out and how I'm going to have all my bills paid? And God said, no, trust me. Then I'll show you. Trust me first. The real reason why many don't get miracles is because they want it their way. The real reason why so many churches can't see what God's doing is because they want it their way. They want to have a little spreadsheet of how it's all going to work out and how this is going to take place. And God's just saying, if you'll trust me, I'll show you. If you'll trust me, I'll show you. The only way you can trust God, he said, unless a man believe, unless a man have faith, you can't please him. 
You can't help. You can't. You got to take that step and say, God, I'm going to church Sunday and I don't know how it's going to work out. God, I'm going to obey you. I know the bank account says one thing and the bills are saying another thing, but God, I'm going to go ahead and be faithful in my tithe and you just go ahead and take that step and you don't know where your foot's going to land, but there's a Bible promise. He said, I will not let your foot be moved. I will not suffer it to be moved. I will not slumber. I will not sleep. Behold, he that keepeth thee, my God, he's never asleep. He never gets tired. Trust me. I even show you biblical. Some always stand. I show you a biblical example. The disciples who left their jobs, left their left their family, left everything they knew to follow Christ. They left everything to follow Him. But the Bible says, the time of the Great Commission. The Bible says, the Lord then open He their understanding that they might understand the Scripture. You mean they didn't even understand the scriptures and they were his apostles? They were his disciples and they're falling? That's what the Bible says. They got understanding later. I have pastored long enough to see people who will just submit even when they didn't understand. Who will just say, Pastor, I'm just doing I don't quite understand why. I, well, you know, I, I've seen this. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's, there's, there's this attitude among some preachers. I ain't baptize them until they understand it. No, I'll baptize them when they're ready to obey it. I'm not looking for understanding. I'm looking for obedience. I want them to start living holy when they understand it. No, no, no. I want them to live holy because they're obeying it. I want them to dress holy because they're obeying it. I want them to change the way they're living. Well, they're just copying their neighbor. That's all right. There's a level of obedience and there's a level of trust that God wants from an individual before he'll ever. My God, I've never seen Brother Heflin God give somebody understanding that was not submissive. I've never seen it. But I can't tell you the times I've heard my dad tell stories. I've heard preachers tell stories. I've received phone calls, sometimes one, two, three in the morning. Pastor, I get it. Amen. I understand holiness now. I understand Jesus. I understand the oneness of God. But they had obeyed back here. They had obedience is the is the prerequisite to trust. Well, Pastor. When you finally get me to understand and we put pastors in the corner to be some kind of great teachers and they are great teachers but the greatest teacher is a submitted heart right. and the Holy Ghost can teach. The Holy Ghost wants to teach some of you great revival and great things. If you can just get beyond because I thought because I thought I thought they didn't like me I thought they didn't respect me because you're basing off of something happened to you before. And that's not fair. Well, I thought that preacher was going to take advantage of me because some other preacher did. That's not fair. I thought he was leaving out of rebellion and, you know, Brother Chapman was in sin. That's not fair. Sometimes you don't realize that it may be people in the hardest moments of their life obeying God. And they're crawling on their knees and standing up strong in front of you, but in secret, they're on their knees crying, God, I don't understand. I can tell you I was there. But as I look at what God is doing and what God is unfolding in North Carolina, I can truly say, oh, I see, Lord. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. God wants
wants you to see what he's doing. But you got to trust him first. Oh, you got you to surrender to him. You got to submit. We need to have an altar time of submission, God. I'm surrendering to your will. I'm not going to be dictated by my thoughts of past things. I'm not going to be controlled. Why don't we begin to come together and pray, church? Come on. Come on. God wants to deliver you from your past. God wants to give you victory today. Come on. I want you to have it today. You may not understand what God's doing, but if you're trusting, he'll show you. You may not understand what's happening, but if you're trusting, he'll show you. Lord,
Father, that's it. Pray for one another. Encourage one another tonight. Understand. You gotta submit. Come on, submission's the first step of faith. 